0: Welcome to Neo420 Go to Neo420.com This is Neo420 Talks The podcast talking all things cannabis and hemp Plus some other stuff Thank you for joining us again. This is Neo420 Free Press, independent press, bringing you closer to understanding the plant, the new way to look at the plant, Neo420. As always, I'm going to ask you to go over to Facebook at Neo420 Media. Start following us. Please share our Contact with your network as we have an immense amount of groundbreaking information out there regarding everything that is relevant in life. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all the supporters as we've our audience is definitely increasing. Go over to Neo420 news at Neo420 garden at Neo420 talks on Instagram. We've always putting out information at Neo420 News is where you can go to stay up to date on all the cannabis and hemp news around the world. 50 trusted articles daily for your education and viewing pleasure. Checking out Neo420 Garden, that's where we're showcasing the finer strains in life. Giving credit to all the great growers out there in every post and at Neo420 Talks is talking all things cannabis and hemp plus some other stuff. And today, I just want to focus on one person that I think you need to be aware of that is an infiltrator of evil into the United States and utilizing the pain of the black community in order to prosper herself. And she is definitely evil. This person is without a doubt evil as... I have posted on at Neo 420 New or at Neo 420 Talks. You can see that post. And the person that I'm talking about is the previous Black Panther member that is the city council member in Portland, Oregon. Her name is Joanne Hardisey. She has been fighting for defunding of police. Supporting Antifa, destroying the city of Portland, supporting Black Lives Matter organization that is also destroying parts of Portland as well as the rest of the United States and even overseas. She is a provocateur that's paid. Well, recently we had an incident just over the last couple of days to where Joanne Hardesey actually called the police. And she called the police for a very interesting reason to that I'll get to in a moment because we actually have the 911 call from that. So let us go right into this article that's brought to us by OregonLive.com. Titled Portland City Commissioner Joanne Hardisey Calls 911, Refuses to Get Out of Lyft Car After Driver Cancels Ride. So in this article, I'm going to read you the highlights of it, and then I'm going to play you the actual 911 call to hear from both sides. The lift went bad from the beginning once Portland City Commissioner Joanne Hardesty ordered a pickup at the Ilani Casino Resort last week. For one, what is she doing at the resort, which is in Washington State, about 20 miles north of Portland? And from what you're going to hear, I'm betting dollars to cents that she's up there gambling and boozing because of how she sounds. But that's just my opinion. Let me get back to this article. Hardesty got upset over a mix up about where she was waiting for the car. Then she didn't want to windows up for ventilation because she was cold then she couldn't get out, she would not get out when the driver cut the ride short and tried to drop her off at a gas station miles from home. The trip ended in a dueling calls to 911. Richmond Frost, a Lyft driver from four years, has handled more than 18,000 rides, said he didn't realize his fare was hard- Hardesey until after it was all over. Hardesey, a veteran politician who has recently worked to shift money away from the Portland Police Budget to Social Services and Overseas Portland Emergency Dispatch System, didn't respond to repeated messages for comment, but her office did release a copy of the complaint Hardesy sent to Lyft. In the complaint, Hardesy called Frost, quote, an angry driver, end quote, and said it was, quote, totally inappropriate to expect a woman to get out of the vehicle in the dead of night, end quote. The two emergency calls are documented in Clark County dispatch records and audios obtained by Oregon Live through public records request. Frost, a 63-year-old Beaverton man who has lived in Portland metro area for 51 years, said he shared what occurred with his kids and some friends, but word of mouth got out on Monday. Frost said, quote, she was not a pleasant person, end quote. Quote, that was nothing to do with her political position as P- Portland council person. I'm out here doing my job. She was very disrespectful to me, made me uncomfortable. I didn't feel like I have I didn't feel like I have to sit in a car with anyone to have an argue unrelentingly and to be rude and abusive, telling me that I have to do in my own vehicle, End quote. Frost accounts starts when he said that clearing a fare in Vancouver and accepted a pickup request from a customer named, quote, Joanne, end quote. He drove about 25 minutes north to Casino in Ridgefield and pulled up to the front entrance. He said he waited five minutes with no sign of his fare. So he called her, quote, "It, it kind of went south from there, end quote, Frost said. Quote, she wasn't happy. She didn't understand where I was, end quote. He soon figured out Hardesty was waiting at a side entrance and drove to meet her there. Once in his car Hardesty was perturbed that he had trouble finding her, he said. He grabbed his phone from the bindle on his dashboard and showed her where the pin dropped indicated her location, but that he didn't seem to but she, that she but that didn't seem to assuage her displeasure, he said. Quote, I just wanted to calm her down, make her understand that I'm not a rookie. I know what I'm doing. She didn't want to hear any of that. She just wasn't happy with it, end quote. As he started to drive out of the casino lot, Hardesty told him that he needed to roll up the window that she couldn't ride with him down. The car windows on the driver's side and passenger side were cracked open to allow air circulation for a safeguard due to the coronavirus pandemic, he said. According to Lyft's website, the company's new rules for the road during the pandemic recommend keeping the car windows open. He rolled the windows up slightly, but kept them open a sliver, telling Hardesty that the windows were open for safety purposes since they couldn't be six feet apart in the confined space of the car. Quote, I did say, it's not my, for my safety, it's for my safety and your safety, end quote, but that was like pouring gas on the fire, Frost said. Quote, she demanded that I close the window right now. She was kind of ballistic at that point, end quote. He pulled out onto Interstate 5 South, but decided to take the next exit when he said Hardisey wouldn't let up demanding that he close the windows. Quote, so I made a decision. It would be the best interest for both of us to cancel the ride, end quote. Frost took the first exit south to Ridgefield, spotted a Chevron to the west of the freeway, and pulled in there. Quote, It's lit up like a football field. It's safe. It's warm. She could order another Lyft or Uber, whatever she wants to do, and I am done. And I can go on about my work, quote, end quote, he said. But Hardesty, anger's boiled over, Frost said. She told him, quote, well, no, either you're going to take me back to the casino or you're going to take me to my destination, end quote, he recalled. Hardesty, he said, told her that she's... She had already paid for the ride, but Frost said that he had canceled the trip and no money had been exchanged. He said he pulled close to the front door of the gas station's convenience store, but Hardesty would not get out of his four-door 2019 Hyundai. Frost asked her if if he'd have to call police to have her moved, and she told him to go ahead. Then Hardesty herself dialed 911 at 9.48 p.m. from the back seat. Asked what her emergency was, she said, Well, uh, she said, Quote, well, I've got a Lyft driver that decided to just drop me off at a filling station. Well, I'm not getting out of the car if in the dark at a filling station, not happening. All because I asked him to put the window up. I'm not leaving, end quote. She said, There was no violence. No weapons were involved. Quote, He says I've got to get out of the car or he would call the police, so I decided to call it for him, end quote, she said. The dispatcher repeatedly told Hardesty that she described wasn't a crime, that it was a civil matter, nothing, that the car was the driver's property, noting that the car was a driver's property. Hardesty still requested police to respond, quote, I am not going to allow him to leave me at the side of the road, end quote, she said. The driver can be overheard in the background telling the dispatcher that they're not on the side of the road. Quote, I paid for a ride He says he canceled it, Hardesee said. I'm going to to sit here until he sends me another ride, end quote. The dispatcher asked Hardesee, quote, Do you understand only you can order another ride, end quote? Quote, I'm not moving until another car comes, Hardesee said, end quote. The dispatcher recorded that she wouldn't get out, quote, because it was cold and she was a woman and alone. Noted on the 911 call. This is unbelievable. Like, Frost said that he didn't notice any sign of the intoxication or smell of alcohol from Hardesty. There was no reference to any intoxication on the dispatch records. He said Hardesty was wearing a mask. When an officer approached the rear passenger door, Hardesty got out. She ultimately got into another lift, which she had already ordered on the ride home, according to dispatch records. Quote, Peace Restored and involved Parties sent their separate ways, end quote, read by 10.19 p.m. entry into the dispatch report. Later that night, Hardesty sent a written complaint to Lyft. It said, quote, I requested a ride, then driver came to the wrong pickup location. He then blamed me. I asked him to roll up the window on the side, and he started to yell, I can't because the regulation requires that the window is cracked, which isn't true, then pulls over to the dark of a gas station, told me that he was canceling the ride. I had no interest in being left on the side of the road by an angry driver. He threatened to call police. I call the police and another call. Car. Both arrived at the same time. It was totally inappropriate to expect a woman to get out of the vehicle in the dead of night because any angry person demands it. This is a safety issue for your customer. Your driver was no was in no danger, end quote. A member of the LEFT safety team only identified as Gary responded, quote, as a reminder, drivers are free to end a ride for any reason as long as a drop off is in a safe location. Safety is our top priority. We take these matters very seriously. We encourage everyone using Lyft to be respectful of others. This helps maintain a safe and inclusive community, end quote. The Chevron station's convenience store closed at 10 p.m., but the station's night lights remained on and the gas pump stations remained open through credit card, said the clerk. Frost said he had got back in his car and drove off once Hardesty got, on her back, got out of the back seat. Once back on I-5, he stopped on the shoulder and called a lift helpline to report the canceled trip. Only when he was recounting what occurred and reported the passenger's name, which he had overheard her give on the police, did he realize Hardesty was a Portland City Council member. Quote, she was just another passenger. I treat everyone the same. I try to be. To phone for Tuesday morning, the reporter states. So there is what happened. So let me give let me play you the nine one one call and see what you think here.
1: 911, uh, Well, I got a less driver that gets out of he would just drop me off at a phone station and he wants me to get out and I'm not getting out of the car and the dark at a phone station. Not happening. Oh, because I asked him to put the window up. But I'm not leaving. He says I have to get out of his car. Or he's calling the place, so I decided to call for him. Okay. I mean technically it's his property and you have a civil agreement, there's no crime is involved. Uh well he said he was calling the cops. that sort of my he's not it's gonna not, anything on It's not phone. a crime to call the cops. Well I mean I could have to leave me on the side of the road. I paid for, for a ride, and okay. I, he canceled it. He says he canceled it, canceled. so I'm just going to sit here until he sends me another ride. I can't send you a ride. You only you, ride. you can uh, only you can order another ride. This, and, this is not a pretty and I won't hang that, but I'm not getting out of this car and the do You have so. do, do you understand that only you can order another ride? Well, I didn't cancel the ride. He canceled the ride. Which is his obligation as a human being on the face of the earth to cancel a contract like that. It's not a crime. Uh, That's that's part of your usual license license agreement when you accept taking rides with strangers. uh, So uh, I can have an officer come out, but they're not going to be able to make him stay there. Well, I mean, he can't go anywhere because I'm not moving until another car comes, so. All right. I Okay. 22. So I got officers come out. Where are you? Uh, uh, I don't know where I am. I'm, I'm, I'm at, a, you're at the Chevron on I. On, on, I don't even know where he, he, he is. The Chevron. I'm not Apparently, the Chevron. I'm at the Chevron. Not in what city? Uh, uh yeah. in Richville. What's your name? My name is Joanne Hodesty. Uh, we'll have officers come out. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay. November one, two thousand twenty, twenty one, fifty-three, twenty. Okay, tell me exactly what happened. Well, I've got a customer that I canceled the ride. I'm a ride the driver and I canceled the ride and I'm taking her off the freeway to the filling patient so that she can order another ride. I canceled the ride so she's no longer, you know, involved or engaged with me. She's refusing to get out of my car. Okay. So I just need somebody to tell her she can't. She's happy to get another ride. She can can perfectly do that. Yeah. She's another driver, but she's refusing to do that. And she's in your car now. Are you in there with her? Yeah. I'm
2: sitting in my front seat. She's in the back seat. I can help out of the vehicle if she'd like me to do that. Oh, no, no, no. That's okay. Um... Already called us, is that right? Yes, she called. Okay, yeah. Uh, We do have a call entered in uh, Richfield. Police officer is dispatching a call as of right now, unless they get diverted for another emergency or whatnot. They um, should be coming to you. Does she have any weapons or anything like that on there? I doubt it. Okay, Richmond, how do you spell your last name? Oh, Frost, okay, I heard it wrong. And um, say your phone number for me one more time, I apologize, I just am adding your information into her call to of creating a new one. Yeah, no, it's no problem. It's, do you know her name? I think she said it was Jillian. Okay. And that's what I did that out on my phone. Okay. All right, she hasn't been violent or anything like that, right? No, she just refused to get out of the car. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, have do you had any contact with someone that has or is thought to have coronavirus? Uh, I'm not currently okay. aware of. Okay. And then any flu or COVID symptoms? Uh, no. Okay. All right. Uh, looks like they are driving there to you now. If anything changes before they get
0: there, I want you to give us a call back, okay? Okay. Thank you very much. Yes. So that is the recording from both sides. That was Joanne Hardey at the beginning that you heard her recording and then you heard immediately afterwards the call that came into 911 from the Lyft driver, Mr. Frost. Um, just to add some context, Joanne Hardey again is the person, one of the, the main city council member in Portland that has been pushing for defunding police, that has been pushing for, you know, destruction all in the city. And it's it's beyond uh, bizarre that she is the person who calls to seek for 911 help whenever and I'm this is my opinion. I have no proof of it, but I have heard people that are intoxicated throughout my life and she sounded like she was intoxicated by her being um, very, uh, you know, like combative, trying to. Engage the person saying, I'm not getting out of the car. I'm not getting out of the car. And then not even knowing where you're at. Whenever the person asked, where are you at? She said, I don't know where I'm at. It sounded like she was intoxicated. So, um, you know, that's that's what it is. But that's what we're dealing with, people. This is the the radicals that want to end everything and claim that everybody is bad and that everybody is this and everybody is that. But they themselves are the people who have the terrible personalities and the bad morals and the bad ethics and the bad character. So think about that. Please comment on our page uh, wherever you see this. And uh, for those who do, I salute you.